Welcome data enthusiasts. We are Zuma, the recruitment consultancy focused 100% on data tech professionals in and around the Berlin region. And this is our podcast, Data for Good, connecting you with all things data. Today, we're joined by Moritz Andriesen, co-founder of DC Berlin and DC Politics. Essentially, this is a business focused on performance marketing. An agency focused on performance marketing established in 2016. And you guys focus not only on the private sector, but also the public sector. Very interesting area. Today, Moritz, I understand we're talking off of the back of your recent hosting of the AI Breakfast in Berlin. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, please. Uh, no, no uh, just thank you. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Great. Welcome. Welcome. And today's conversation um, in line with the uh, topic for the AI breakfast is around AI in performance marketing and loosely how it's changed or changing the industry. Yeah, looking forward. <laughs> Great. So if we set the scene in terms of industry, what's the current state where have we been? Where are we? And what has changed? Um, yeah, I think performance marketing is an interesting case. I mean, since uh, since the beginning of 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 this year and uh, or since uh, since November thirty last year, since the introduction of of ChatGPT, like uh, everyone in the world is talking about generative AI, and um, of course this also affects performance marketing. But what um, it's a little bit special, I think, in performance marketing is that um, we've been already um, in a certain way disrupted by AI and by AI techniques in the last uh, in the last five to ten years. So um, under the hood of um, basically a lot of the um, of the tools that we're using from uh, Google Ads to uh, um, to uh, big uh, programmatic ad platforms, they are already like um, a lot of AI tech used, um, um, and that is already um, has been taking over a, a few of our of our roles and of our jobs. So um, ten years ago, you 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 must learn, you must have uh, must have had like a like a thorough understanding of data and like also of like what what is actually happening uh, um in 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 in, uh, in in your algorithms and, and and how the different things works and nowadays it's it's getting automized more and more making our job in a certain way easier or making the threshold easier for getting a somewhat good campaign optimization out there um although uh, as always devil is in the detail um so um uh, yeah you still uh, can make a lot of mistakes and um uh, it's still um it's it's still difficult to choose the right uh, uh, the right setting so to say for your campaigns but um yeah it's uh, it's definitely um something which which was which is interesting compared to a lot of other um, fields in marketing which uh, which which are seeing much more disruptive um uh, tendencies now i mean like uh, especially and also closely related to performance marketing we have content marketing where with uh, generative ai a lot of uh, things are now getting automized and like 
first version of blog articles are written by ChatGPT or GPT-4. Um, also creatives are done with Midjourney and all that stuff, which is of course also impacting our work, um, uh, but much more of course the, the work of, of, of like creatives um, as, a, as a whole and a broader context or like as a, as a broader uh, or in a, in a much broader way, so to say. Yeah. Mm. If your business was established in 2016, mm -hmm. if it was established in 2006, mm -hmm. how would capability be different for the organization? Um, yeah, very different, I think. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I was 16 in 2000, uh, <laughs> 2006, so <laughs> I can, I mean, I, I started, I think, my first Google Ads campaign when I was, uh, when, yeah, something 2009 or 2010 or something like that. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, like, at the, at the beginning, everything was very hacky, yeah? So, um, uh, Google was usually, like, um, uh, top of the class when it came to the whole ad management and so on and so forth. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, you needed to book keywords in the very beginning just by integrating long lists of, like, individual Excel things and, like, put them together in the right format. And um, if you made a mistake, then you needed to do it again. And, like, it was it was a very hacky thing. And also the amount of different um, of, 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 of algorithms and, like, bidding, um, bidding automation was just not there. So this is something which definitely changed in the in the years from 2006 to 2016, um, and this trend of of more automation and like um, less proficiency also in statistics that you needed in order for the models to to at least run in a in a certain way is definitely something which has which has uh, gone or like which has improved mm. uh, or like yeah these models have improved uh, over time and so uh, you you didn't need to really look under the hood that much anymore and a little bit of descriptive statistics is uh, is is usually more than enough uh, that you need in order to run uh, uh, good campaigns but um yeah i mean if you if you really i mean like the best performance marketers i would still say have a have a thorough understanding of what is actually happening and how different conversion values and uh TOS optimizations and so on are affecting um are affecting performance mm. and, and um yeah, yeah. but it, it it seems like um like with all of the the data professions that are being influenced by by AI right now, there's always a need to have that human supervisory element, especially as we understand the level of mistakes that happen, particularly with generative AI. It's the most common and popular uh, mistake area to bring out. Yeah. I, I wonder, could a performance marketing agency such as yours could it survive and be competitive in in the commercial world without embracing AI right now? 
Um, I mean, it depends on what you define as, as AI. I mean, we in performance marketing are very dependent upon the content basically that we are, um, that we're getting either from the client. Sometimes we are also, um, producing the, 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 um, the, the content ourselves, or we help client, uh, clients to steer them into the right direction. Sometimes we also do, um, ads and creatives ourselves. So I would say, um, uh if you only look at like the optimization things that are happening on the different platforms it's probably possible to survive with without like or like it's it's i mean you're already using a lot of ai tech but like you you don't need chat gpt now to do a much better job than compared to what you did beforehand because like you're anyhow dependent upon the content that that, that is delivered but since since i mean it's since it's not the only part of our job our job is also to to uh to in the end report and uh give back recommendations on what works what didn't work and to iterate fast in in between content in order to make sure that we have uh, enough test budget and enough tests running um in order to really drive successful campaigns and so um for all these um for all these processes of course like uh generative ai or the changes we've seen in the last uh, 8 8 months it makes it makes a huge difference and we can uh yeah it's um it's very mm. important to actually embrace that change and that's also like just my my personal story i mean like i w i uh, i was in the us last year in uh, november december when chatgpt launched and was actually also meeting some some people over there uh, from from openai and 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 people who are very far out on the whole ai stuff um very early at, at least f f compared to <laughs> to my personal uh, reference point and uh, i realized okay um if if we don't embrace that um others will do it because um it's uh um it's it, it's pretty easy to basically um speed up content generation to help your clients more by creating more content to also personalize your content much more by the data that you're getting from from the platforms right i mean and 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 that's of course is going to drive better results so better embrace the process mm -hmm. and um stay a little bit ahead of the curve and 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 see what we can already do there and that's also one of the reasons why we started this uh this series here in Berlin, where we uh, basically um, bring together industry professionals um, for a, a monthly breakfast um, uh, from the communication and, and consulting agencies um, and talking a little bit about how uh, AI is basically, or generative AI mostly is, is um, impacting their their workflows already what are their best practices um we we have speakers here from time to time today we had a little open mic session where four four different people uh showed us uh, what they've already built with generative ai and their companies so that was that was quite quite interesting and so i i think um coming back to your to your question i'm, I'm realizing i'm off on a tangent on a tangent here a little bit that's good <laughs> um um, so pure performance marketing in a sense of only um, optimizing budget on certain platforms hasn't changed much since in, in the last year. It has changed a lot in the last 10 years, but hasn't changed much in the, in the last year. Um, but like everything before and after is changing in, uh, in quite a 
quite a significant way and is going to be, especially when it comes to content generation, uh, more personalized, uh, faster iteration cycles. Um, I mean, basically the cost of creating new content in a certain way is going to zero. And this, this is an interesting development because for, for us in a performance marketing and also from a client perspective, it has always been like cost of content, cost of distribution. So how much space do I have to buy to basically show my ads, show my products uh, in front of customers plus agency fee. And um, now it's basically uh, cost of content is is going is is going down, um, which which of course has all all kinds of interesting implications um, for for our industry. And I think I mean like since cost of of content is going down, um, potentially also distribution matters much more um, because mm. um, it, it it's where the real change maker lies and where like if if your distribution is five x better, then uh, um, this makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. mm. So my next question was actually going to be on on the impact to the customer. Um, mm. We've you've drawn on uh, personalization and costing there. Can you break down for better or for worse what have been the impact on on the customer? Um, uh, follow like like which customer? The customers basically were running advertising or customers of customers uh, and customers. Uh, let's say let's say customers of customers. Yeah. yeah, I mean in general it depends a bit, and this is now maybe a little bit a uh, ideological question. Like, do you think advertising in itself is like a good or a bad thing? Right? I mean, like, <laughs> um. Um, of course, um, there's a genuine question to be asked whether the 100,000th Instagram ad is going to make the world a better place. Um, and and um, I, I don't want to give uh, give a give a very strong opinion on that, but I'm 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 aware that that uh, this is probably not the case. And and so um, um, I think in the end it depends a lot on what your uh what you're advertising for and this has this has been the case uh since, since forever i mean you're if you're making if you're making advertising for good things uh then i think that's uh, it's much needed and that's also one of the reasons why we are for example uh have started this dc politics thing and wanted to all work also in the public sector and like uh, more with ngos and so on and not just uh sell the uh 100 000, uh shoe of uh of uh, another nameless uh company um yeah which is of well, course also, uh, which is also nice, but like, uh, um, yeah, I mean, like in the end, for the for the customer, uh, he will probably or she will probably see more targeted ads, which from her perspective might be better in general. I mean, better if I have to see ads in a certain way, then it's mm -hmm. potentially better if they're more targeted and more relevant for me than beforehand. Um, I mean, we all know these uh, kind of uh, retargeting situations where you just bought an oven online and now you're getting hundreds of uh, ads for um, new oven models and just want to scream into your phone that like, please stop uh, selling me ovens. I already have one now. And so... Um, um, but, well, that's something to be addressed, isn't it? If if, um, if the algorithms could recognize when the purchase has been made that there's no more demand for such a product... But let, let's not let's not focus on the philosophy of advertising and and whether it's good or bad. Simply mm -hmm. the impact, or, or if you look at your customers in the public sector, for example, what's been the impact on them 
of what you're able to deliver for them. Mm. I have to say in the public sector, especially in Germany, we are very uh, reluctant to uh, really embrace the topic yet. Um, I mean, things are happening and it's also part of our uh, job and our mission to uh, basically bring bring these things closer to uh, to the public sector. But like if uh, I have to give like a uh just like a date comparison i think like for the private sector um they they realize okay we have to do something about um uh ai driven uh, marketing and especially content marketing in in that regard and we have to embrace that otherwise we're falling behind because competitors are doing it um when we're talking about the public sector the questions are are very different they are very much focused on regulations on data security what is allowed what is not allowed can i actually send my data securely to an open ai api without uh, um yeah um, um w without having the, the the danger that in the next big model there's going to be a lot of uh uh, uh secure data that i actually don't want to be in the model uh, but it's still uh, possible mm. to be jailbreaked or something like that and um, so the, the questions are very different and um mm -hmm. from time perspective they are half a year behind i would say i mean like also depends on who you're talking to and they are of course also internal champions in uh, government organizations as well as like uh, ngos and, and and other organizations but like in general the 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 debate is much more focused on the risks and also security and data security topics than uh, mm. on the, okay, um, this is making us X percent more efficient, so we need to do it. Or this is uh, mm. increasing okay. our output by 2X, so we need to do it. So it's yeah. it's a little bit more uh, internal stakeholder um management and like um uh, trying to convince the right people that things should be addressed or at least um making some initial workshops and looking looking around what could be done mm. where are where are use cases that uh, that are no brainers and which are not super secure uh, or like not super important from a data security perspective where you could actually start uh, implementing things so okay yeah. cool what what you're describing there about government and local government and the public sector generally sounds like a universal or, or universal and global issue you, yeah. you highlight data security there as being a concern or risk factor particularly for the public sector what other risks or concerns are you seeing with the adoption of AI-based performance marketing? Because mm. um, all these things, you know, slow down the train, don't they, to um, the world and the commercial world adopting um, AI-based uh, performance marketing or AI-backed performance marketing. Yeah, I mean... Um... In, in in this case, I mean, like, especially from a political um, campaigning um, situation, um, I think that one of the biggest risks, of course, is um, uh, disinformation campaigns or also political campaignings, which are um, yeah, just going uh, going to be on steroids, uh, so to say, compared to what was possible before. So I was at a uh, I think it was a convention here in Berlin, like a uh, half a year ago, and it was someone from the uh, from from federal services uh, um, from uh, similar to 
I don't know the name, but like uh, <laughs> they know don't know the name in English, but like um uh, the the um the basically the embassies in in uh in in different countries, um some spokesperson for the all the embassies in in different countries uh, from from the uh, from from Germany, and they were telling us that they had like a few people uh, watching basically out for cybersecurity and for um also political uh, campaigning and disinformation about what Germany is doing and what potentially other countries are doing and uh, of course the topic also came to the uh, question of like russia and like all these uh, uh troll armies um apparently like a whole uh whole division of uh, the wagner group or like not not just the wagner group but uh, a lot of people sitting in this tower in uh, st petersburg and spreading um uh, spreading misinformation and campaigns all over the world and um um and I was I was basically saying I mean like with with the with the invention of generative AI these people they got basically their hands on a on a machine gun and we are still fighting with bow and arrow um, because and we are also securing ourselves with maybe a shield or something like that because we have two people sitting there manually going through uh, what could be disinformation things but like um, if if I'm asking the right prompts I can potentially create hundreds of uh, sublime and um uh, very um innocuous um, articles that will influence you in a certain way for a certain political topic and which will not be detected by a facebook uh, um uh, ad detection system or something which basically they have implemented so it's it's mm. like it's very it's it's it, it's very dangerous because it gives you the potential to basically spread mess misinformation in a in in a much better way than before and i mean that that was already a case beforehand but like it's the the threshold for doing these campaigns it was you know you needed to hire a thousand people put them in a tower somewhere in st petersburg um give them special operations and then they they started to 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 have an impact and now this could potentially be done by um uh by i don't know five five people uh with uh with good prompt prompt engineering skills and um and and a bit of budget to run campaigns so um, I think especially in a political situation, I'm, and I'm interested to see how this plays out, especially when we're talking about um, a government election. And also a lot of people are concerned here about uh, upcoming elections in a lot of European countries. I think here it's also um, the responsibility of um, not just not just the, the political system, but also on the, the, the big companies and, and platforms like uh, mm. and, and Facebook to basically... Uh, and 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 meta to to find to find basically to to find better shields yeah <laughs> yeah find and fight i i yeah. wonder I, as you do your performance marketing work yeah. in the in the world of the public sector and you, there's a kind of a a battle against this um this evil shall we say how mm. can you and your team work against that do you have to ignore it? Can you do something to counteract it? You know, yeah. what, what's the, the math? Yeah. What's the approach? Yeah, I mean, like the, the first approach is basically to enable the other side to fight back. I mean, that's and that's basically our or one of our missions uh, at DC Politics is to basically 
um, educate public sector administrations and and like local governments, whatever that the other side is going to use weapons, which are basically like a targeted uh, targeted ads, um, misinformation campaigns. Um, they're going to use whatever is is possible in their means. And if you're not starting to offer different perspectives and and also basically be active on all of these platforms, you're going to lose. And so this is one of the the, the key things that we are basically trying to communicate to to lawmakers and also also people in the public sector in general is like okay um at the moment it's an unfair fight because like you're still doing social media marketing like it's 2010 but uh, like uh, or like a lot of them are doing it so they're only doing organic posting they don't use ads at all um they um uh yeah they're, they're, that that's basically a, a situation that we're encountering quite a lot and they're also spending resources mm. on creating like organic postings and all that hoping always to go viral but like i mean like no one i mean usually the content is also not good enough to go viral in any way so it's going to be just like five likes by employees of my company and uh and uh or not my company but like basically my uh my colleagues and um but but not not reaching basically the full potential and i think that's something i mean the the world uh, in 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 advertising has changed and so you need to embrace that um uh, uh it's it's important to also buy um ad spaces and uh also to make it a little bit more competitive for the other side i mean if you're spending money it's 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 more money that they need to spend themselves to make it mm. uh, to, to be successful um because it's it's an auction right i mean okay and this is often something we have to argue a little bit against and i mean it's also a fair case is saying like yeah but we don't want to support meta you know we don't want to uh, there's like a german local agency or like like a government government uh body and they say like but yeah but we don't want to you know spend it on an american company and like they are also doing shady practices and um uh, i heard bad things about mark zuckerberg and all that and it's all true but like um if you don't play the game at all you're um or like not i, I don't want to judge about mark zuckerberg whatever but like <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know don't know uh, that much about it but um uh, um it, it could it could all be true so yeah you're up against it and i recognize that businesses don't want to be yeah supporting foreign arms that could well be yeah. i don't want to confuse that word foreign entities that could yeah. well be uh, engaged in unethical practices yes yeah so it's a struggle it's a struggle that you've got and the other thing is some of it as you've identified is battling against unethical entities and the other is, is simply the fact that businesses or political organizations need to commercially compete yeah. because we're, we're all vying for people's attention in a world where that's filled with noise everywhere so yeah yeah so that, that's an in, an interesting and intellectual challenge that I, i'd imagine yeah. you guys face on the daily yeah and it's when, also as, yeah. Oh, sorry please no, no, please go go on. <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to I was going to move on slightly actually, yeah. and I was going to suggest if if we consider uh your team members or 
members of your organization also working in performance marketing analysts or otherwise and industry peers generally working in performance marketing and analysis mm -hmm. what do they need to be doing to keep up with the trends in terms of tasks and tooling yeah um i think what we're going to see is that um I mean, like as I said, the the the, the groundwork of like um, performance bidding optimization on platforms didn't change that much in the last year. So will there will be a slow trend towards more optimization, less individual um, uh, um, possibilities to choose uh, certain things because um, you need to be less less knowledgeable in a certain way to, to in order to be able to run campaigns but like what we're already seeing in like um uh, in 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 the demands that we are also having regarding our employees is that um with the uh with the upcoming of like all of these generative ai we basically um ask for faster iteration when it comes to testing creatives so um it's good if people uh, or like if um, job seekers have like an uh, an understanding of these new tools and also know their way to double around because like in the end we are often giving designers from clients or our own team basically tasks to um, iterate in a certain way and hey I thought about this or or that creative angle and now it's not just like a line in a Slack message or like in a mail that I'm writing, but I can already offer like, hey, and here are five versions I made in mid-journey. It's not perfect, but like this is the first version. Please iterate on that and make it look as if it's like in our brand values and like perfect for the client um, in order to also um, to, to help with the process basically. And and same on the, so this is for the content generation side and aim for, for the reporting um, and, and like data visualizations uh, uh, side where we're seeing that like with tools like the code interpreter, um, we in the past would have said something like, um, hey, can you put this data um, uh, into a nice presentation and into um, and get them out of our dashboard um, and make it better for them to, to present it to the client? Um, and, and, and now we're also starting to expect that from our original only performance marketers because we are seeing that it's so easy or it's as similar as writing the mail or as writing the text. We can now also um, already um, show basically the next version. So, and, and this is interesting because of course, um, uh, depending on a person, people are more reluctant to deal with these um uh tools uh um and and also uh or not and so i'm i'm seeing like the people who are more embracing these technologies are having going to have an easier time because like what we're going mm. to see is that the level of things that are expected from a performance marketer is going to rise it's not just not just only performance optimization on the channel it's also hey can you at least have a first um i uh, show some first creative ideas and, and basically make the life of the persons you're working with in a team easier interesting okay so yeah it's a challenge for those professionals as well as automation continues their mm -hmm. tasks are some of the tasks are going to get more simplified but the level of sophistication that they need to bring is going to go up interesting how about across the industry what tech 
products or tools um i'm thinking given your time recently visiting OpenAI, what tech um tech tools or products can we expect to see what names do we not know that could well be hitting the market if you could share any or know any mm. <laughs> I, I i don't have any special knowledge i think uh, um from my time from the u from the us i mean like um, there are thousands of tools um being um being released in the in the last few uh in the last few months i mean most of them are fancy wrappers um for certain individual use cases around uh, an open ai api or midjourney um mm -hmm. um specialized for certain use cases um i i think we've seen for example uh, no affiliation, but like uh, Jasper um, uh, has been one of these tools we've also been using in our agency, which has been interesting mm. because they already have like a lot of um, use cases, uh, which are important for, for performance marketing um, uh, um, cases. Um, um, and, and so we're going to see a lot more of these tools, I think. But I, I, what I also see is that, um, the better the models get and like the, the 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 more the playing field is changing a lot of them might potentially also be gone again in like half a year because mm. like of the tools that we've originally used are also integrating ai into their into their um uh into their core product so we're seeing it now with photoshop for example i mean like half a year ago we all dabbled around with like mid journey and tried to get everything out and i had my own stable diffusion um thing here locally on my computer trying to um to uh, to tweak it in order to make it look more like uh, like like what I wanted to get, and 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 now um, Adobe has basically uh, Adobe has basically integrated a lot of these things already in Photoshop, and I think we're going to see yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of that. I think um, incumbents um, uh, are basically um, are pretty strong in 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 defending their mode in a certain way, and um, and and since they already have the distributions of their product in like so many different uh, computers, um, and um, it's 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 not super easy to disrupt the whole market. But like let's let's yeah, I'm, let's, I'm also, see. let's see. So it's like uh, don't want to make any predictions. I thought different things six months ago, and it, um, it's interesting that the the playing field in AI and with all these models is changing every every two weeks. I have the feeling so. Yeah. <laughs> exciting times ahead. Exciting yeah. times. Yeah. Cool. Well, Maurice, it's all we've got time for today. Yeah. I feel like our, our conversation um, got particularly interesting when we went along the track of the public sector. So mm -hmm. it would be great next time if we were to delve a little bit deeper into that as well. Maybe sure. just from my own curiosity's sake, but um, yeah, sure. Or maybe. Uh, around the time of the elections ah yeah that would be interesting let's see <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool well cool. once again well. thanks very much for joining us really appreciate the conversation and i'm sure it'd be a great value to the, the data community here in berlin cool yeah thanks a lot for Sweet. having me